Greetings, welcome to my podcast. I'm Eric Backer, the naturopath from New Zealand and formulator of the Kanzita range of supplements. In each of my bite-sized episodes, you'll be getting practical tips that you can follow right away to improve your health and lifestyle. So go ahead and binge listen. Best foods to eat for IBS. So the best foods to eat for IBS are the ones that are not going to aggravate you and then they're going to help you uh, help to build up the work that you're going to hopefully be doing because you've been watching the other videos. Uh, you're going to be helping to rebuild the gut function again. You'll have taken some supplements to eradicate unwanted pathogens. You'll have taken a supplement that contains some beneficial bacteria and enzymes to help bust up different kinds of starches, proteins and fats to assist digestion. And you'll have taken a supplement that contains good vitamins and minerals in an antimicrobial base that's going to help to build cellular health, give you energy back again, uh, stop weight loss, and encourage appetite to come back again, for example. So the foods are going to play into the hands of the work that you're doing with good supplementation. The foods are going to play into the hands of the low-stress lifestyle that you've taken on board to adopt because you understand now the connection between stress and IBS. If you don't understand that connection, please go back and look at some of my other videos because IBS is a hell of a lot more than just eating these foods and avoiding other foods, okay? So to understand the kind of uh, material I'm going to present with this video, we need to really talk about prebiotics. So back in 1995, I think it was, or 94, there was a guy called Marcel Robofroid who started to understand that uh, we already knew that we had beneficial bacteria, but Robert Freud started to really think, well, hang on a minute, what do these guys eat? What do these beneficial bacteria feed on? What do they need? Do they eat McDonald's? Do they eat pizzas? Do they have Advil and Diet Coke? No. They need stuff called prebiotics that feed the probiotics, okay? So beneficial bacteria need food. I mean, you need food. You need pizzas and beer and, you know, whatever you eat. Um, I'm being silly, but you know what I mean? The point is beneficial bacteria need to be fed and one of the best foods for them is stuff called oligosaccharides. So we've got simple sugars, monosaccharides, we've got disaccharides, we've got oligosaccharides, which have got a carbohydrate chain of about three to 10 carbohydrate chain. And then we've got starches, which are much more complex sugars, much more complex, difficult to break down. So sugars create a lot of wanted and unwanted effects in the gut. We know through doing, uh, looking at specific carbohydrate diets, for example, that we need to avoid the simple sugars like lactose and like sucrose and sugars like that because they react very quickly in the gut. They cause a lot of gas and fermentation. Candida loves these kind of sugars. If you want to build candida levels up to high levels, just have a couple of tablespoons of sugar a day. You'll, you'll be farting like a bullfrog and you'll be sick in no time. So these are the sugars we want to avoid. Robert Freud, with his work, started to discover that uh, people, A, need to break down the oligosaccharides properly. This is, again, where enzymes are important to come into the candida equation. Uh, NIBS equation, and also that the oligosaccharides um, actually feed up beneficial bacteria in the colon especially. So these foods by default have a quite a sweet taste. And if we look in the States, in America, people may eat, get between one to three grams per day of oligosaccharides. But if we go to uh, Europe, 
Many European countries like Greece and Italy, people eat 3 to 10, even 15 grams a day of these foods because their diet leans more towards these kind of foods. Um, and I believe also this is one of the key reasons why a lot of people in, in these sort of countries have less uh, a problem with their bowel than people in Europe and in the US and Australia and New Zealand do. All right. So oligosaccharides can be broken down into fructo-oligosaccharides and galacto-oligosaccharides. We know breast milk, for example, is a very, very good food for babies because it's high in galacto-oligosaccharides. It's an exceptionally good food. So I often wonder about babies that are, that are formula-fed and not breastfed anymore, you know, what kind of a start they get in life. And then they get sick and they get antibiotics and they start on the, on the merry-go-round of drugs, you know. So I'm going to read out a list of some foods now, and it's actually on my website, ericbacker.com. You can read this page. It's called Natural Alternatives to Antibiotics, Part 4. So I'm going to read this list out now. These are foods high in FOS and GOS and inulin. One thing I would like to also say in this video is I'm not a fan of prebiotics at all in dietary supplements. And for this reason, I've not used them in any of my products. So be very careful if you're taking FOS um, or inulin in a dietary supplement because it can, it can really help to... Uh, build uh, SIBO right up. It can push candida up, SIBO up. It can give you massive uh, strong effects which you may perceive to be die-off when in fact you're actually eating a, a kind of a sugar that's playing right into the hands of an, of an overgrowth. So just be very careful. So the foods, Jerusalem artichokes, or we call them farty chokes. If you eat too many of those you'll be farting. So be very careful if you eat Jerusalem artichokes for the first time. You just start on one don't eat like a whole bowl full because you will fart like you've never farted before. So just be careful. Uh, burdock roots, chicory roots, dandelion roots, garlic, onions, leeks, shallots. These are very high uh, in FOS. So these are excellent foods to feed up beneficial bacteria. Garlic is amazing and so are the allium family like brown onions. Try and eat some brown onions raw in summertime every day. This is going to really help encourage good growth of, of bugs in the gut. This is going to stop cramping, but start with small amounts, okay? This is the key. Anytime you take on these foods on board, don't just start with a huge bowl full twice a day, okay? Because you'll get a problem, right? Uh, green plantain bananas, very good. Raw cacao. Now, I may say sometimes to take raw cacao out of your diet as an elimination, but small amounts uh, can be tri trialed with you if you've got bad IBS as you improve because they can be a good prebiotic food. Green tea, one to two cups of green tea a day, a great choice for a person with um, IBS. Brassica family. Now, some people will say, don't eat these foods. You'll be bloating and farting all over the place. Now, you can try and bake them or steam them. Okay, uh, Eating them raw may cause a problem. And you may find some brassicas to be very good and others to be very detrimental. So you need to experiment. Brussels sprouts, for example, are quite a strong brassica. They may cause a lot of discomfort with IBS. But the brassica family are what you put in there as you improve. Don't bring the, put them in at the onset. So you may have been told by your naturopath or nutritionist to take all the brassicas out. And we're talking cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, kohlrabi, bok choy, choy sum, like all of these kind of things. So some of these uh, you can keep in, like for example, bok choy or choy sum, the Chinese veggies may be fine, but you may find you have a real big problem with broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. But as you improve, put the brassicas in because they're an exceptional food for the body. 
legumes, azuki beans, pinto beans, navy beans, mung beans, um, sprouts, another good form of sugars. They're nice and sweet, uh, you know, to, to chew on. And again, with beans, start slow. Don't have massive big bean dishes to start with, okay? Sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, chestnuts, hazelnuts, pecan nuts. These are all very good sources of inulin and uh, and phos and goss. And again, start slow. Rye dough sour bread. If you can tolerate gluten, try a little bit of rye dough sour bread. So these are quite good foods to include with IBS. But remember, please follow the advice I said about the best diet, okay? Where we first keep you off all the sugar and crap, and we start putting in uh, meat, eggs, vegetables, and a yogurt kind of approach. And then we move you into a low allergy phase. And then we start putting these foods in there, these pinnacle foods, to help build very good levels of gut health, back, you know, promoting bacteria. So don't get confused. These aren't the foods you do on day one. Okay, These are the foods that you slowly start to incorporate as you improve. And if you keep on this diet, I'm saying here, you can be completely IBS-free within six months. How can I say that? Because I've said that uh, many times before with patients and I've had a great outcome with a lot of people. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next video.